Never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the capital of less than 12 farms. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Clone Wars Commentary. I almost said Kesselman Weekly, technically the same thing, Oops. but <laughs> this is the offshoot of the main show. Um, we are back with Clone Wars Commentary, closing out Season 3 with your host, myself, Cheyenne, Hello. and visiting Grace. Say hi, Grace. Hello. Hi there. Um, very happy to have her here. Um, we have Brody helping us kick off season four, so keep an eye out for those episodes in a few weeks. I think two weeks, I would say. Um, but to close out season three, we have episodes 21 and 22 entitled Padawan Lost and Wookiee Hunt. Um, they are an arc, um, kind of an Ahsoka adventure, uh, which is always fun, but it is really cool to see another alien species, um, that... They always love to do that. That's what Clone Wars does is they throw in the alien species that we've seen before, but we don't know anything about. Um, and this arc includes the Trandoshans. So to kick off episode 21, Padawan Lost. I know I kind of circled back on that. Um, the fortune cookie for Padawan Lost is without humility, courage is a dangerous game. Ooh. I know. I like that. Yeah. Without humility, is courage so is a dangerous game. I, you know what? Okay, so as I think about that quote and the episode itself, so I think of the Padawans that she meets. So to kind of summarize the episode for you guys, because we always do that, um, they are fighting on Felucia, they being Anakin, Plo Koon, clones, and Ahsoka. Um, and they're fighting an army that was led by General Grievous, but he wasn't in the episode, so I assume he was hiding or he left um, while they got there. Um, and so they were just kind of fighting to take back over the little base. And um, they, amidst all of this fighting, the Trandoshans take Ahsoka. Um, we have some other little minor details that I'll go over in a little bit as far as like the artillery walkers that are a really cool little ship thing that they had. Um, and some clones that we meet. But the essential purpose of the episode is Ahsoka getting taken um, to this random island where Trandoshans hunt down different species and keep them as trophies. So, in reference to the fortune cookie with all of that information, without humility, courage is a dangerous game, those other Padawans that she meets don't, they have humility, but like to the point where it was debilitating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah, like, she she has humility based off of her training with Anakin. So mm -hmm. she knew that her being courageous was, like, a valid feeling. And, like, that she had that confidence and ability to be courageous in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> I feel like it took me a minute to get there. <laughs> I also got my words confused and forgot what humility means for a second. <laughs> uh, the proper definition, if anybody needs to know, is a modest or a low view of one's own importance or humbleness. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like Ahsoka 
She has a lot of that. Definitely. Yeah, especially um, at this not point. Not even just... Yeah, like, specifically with this arc, but also, like, throughout her entire character. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the sort of bigger aspects to Ahsoka is that she's always trying to, like, define herself and, like, find where she fits and where she doesn't fit within whatever situation she finds herself in. Mm-hmm. Which speaks, like, to most people when they're viewing um, any of the things that Ahsoka's in. Like, yeah. that's just, like, a huge part of her character. Yeah. So this definitely, it fits her quite well. Though, in my opinion, she shouldn't think so low of herself. Like, even from a young age, a young perspective, mm-hmm. she has potential. She's, like, incredibly strong-willed. And people don't give her enough credit for that, at least not right away. Because yeah. as soon as she steps onto the field, she's in play, as it were, she's immediately questioned. She is not, like... Um, she's not like respected immediately yeah and i feel like with this arc in particular when she's off by herself trying to figure out um this sort of situation Mm -hmm. like it does allow her a moment to sort of like prove herself especially early on even though this is season three there's seven seasons yeah season three like, it's still pretty early on, at least in, the, like, the context of everything. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's, it's really cool to see Ahsoka, like, go off on her own. Yeah, I, I like, like her... I like it when she gets to take Anakin's lessons and, like, put them into play without him being in her ear about it, you know? I feel like those Definitely. are the best times to watch her really come into herself. Um, so before we get into, like, more of the the detailed or the nuances i guess would be the right word to describe that um i want to talk about the things that we see and the people that we meet in this first one so shouting out the clones as i try to do as i try to remember to do um for the episodes so i learned three new clone names in this one we have clone trooper seeker um in about 21 BBY, before Battle of Yavin. Seeker was stationed as a guard in Tamira City on the planet Camino, along with two other clones. He was standing on duty with a Solistin nub. Jakak arrived on a freighter. However, a trio of bounty hunters had stowed away on the ship, and the hunters attacked the clones. Seeker ran to sound the alarm and warn the facility's Republic garrison, but the bounty hunter Bosk tossed Jakak at him, knocking Seeker out. Um, so we have this, like, uh, that was a thing on wikipedia and it's under the legends category because this appearance is in mandalorian memories in clone wars comic uk um and it's interesting to me because we heard her say that name in the show um unless i heard it differently but that's the one that i got that's what i picked up on and um which obviously they would use legends clones and then be like hey this is a clone because there's endless amounts of them basically um and then we have clone comet comet was the nickname of clone corporal who served in the grand army a conflict between the republic and separatists serving under the command of plo koon so he was plo's corporal um and under uh commander wolf as well so he was in the wolf pack Ooh, 
Wolfpack. Yeah, I really, I really like his helmet. So if you guys haven't seen his mm-hmm. helmet before, if you just Google uh, Clone Comet Star Wars, it's got like this like GPS balloon on the front. <laughs> That's a really horrible way to describe that, but you guys will know what I mean when you see it. And then these little like shark teeth markings on the sides. Um, so we have Clone Comet. And then the last one that I remember hearing is Boost. And Boost was there, yeah. Yeah, Boost was the nickname. Um, da, 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 also in the Wolf Pack. Um, so maybe I mean Seeker must have just like he's in the Wolf Pack and they just didn't put that on Wikipedia yet, probably. Um, I just work here. Yeah, he just he just works. He's here. like I'm just <laughs> this like, is a Space Wendy's. I just work. <laughs> space Wendy's. Yeah, so it's just he's there. Um, Slight tangent. Uh, we were talking about the wolf pack. Mm-hmm. One thing I like, I really love about the clones, and that I love about like just Clone Wars in general, mm-hmm. is how identifiable the clones are. Yes, but, like they're identifiable in a way where you're able to recognize this one. These are the wolf pack. These are the bad batch. This is Rex. This mm-hmm. is commander fox this mm-hmm. is commander great like you can tell by their helmets and by their armor yeah who's who even though they're all clones i love that too chef's kiss like it's one of my favorite things about star wars just in general mm-hmm. because like even without us saying oh these clones are in the episodes or whatever i'm sure people are able to recognize like which clones are which without oh, yeah. people even saying their names because they're able to recognize the armor. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I could never, I could never just like look at a helmet and know, which is why, again, I always find a purpose for why I do the show. This is one of the reasons I don't know the clones very well at mm-hmm. all. And to watch people like in the 501st and rebel legion, uh, like troop as them with different helmets and different markings and they just know who they are and they know their whole backstory and other people do that too and I don't know who they are or anything about them so I'm like I'll just tell all my um, listeners too or also when speaking of like stormtroopers if they're not necessarily in clone armor but they're in like stormtrooper armor Mm -hmm. or like scout trooper or something like that sometimes if you know the people well enough you can tell who who is which stormtrooper based off of like their height or like how they're walking That's funny. or something like that. Yeah. Without them even talking, you can just tell <laughs> who's who. When most people like, if they're just like randomly looking at them and don't know the people, they wouldn't know. So yeah. I would like, never. No, it's a really cool, like in depth kind of like background knowledge. Yeah. I literally, I mean, it's the same thing as, like, me, like, knowing all my horses at work, you know? Like, I, my Mm -hmm. friends on Main Street look at the horses and they're like, which one is this? Because I bring three different black horses to work there and they all look the same to everybody else. But to me, I know exactly who they are and why they are that horse. Like, I can tell you their differences and whatever in personality and visually. So, it's just, yeah, it's the same thing. But I could never, I can't do that in Star Wars. I don't know why I can't do it. My brain's just in too many different places I, all the time. <laughs> I think the only reason why I can do that in Star Wars um, is because, like, of my background, obviously. But yeah. also, um, this is like a historical costume tangent. Uh, <laughs> when there's a bunch of people dressed as, like, 
in uniforms where they all look the same. It's also like a very similar situation, even though they don't have helmets on necessarily that cover their whole head, but Mm -hmm. they'll have like a tricorn hat on or they'll have like a helmet or something like that. You can still tell who's who even with the uniform. And it's like, yeah, yeah. that's fair. I really, I really love it when like real life kind of things like that are brought into fiction because like it makes it really cool and like another layer if it's an onion sort of situation yes onions have layers clones have layers no you're fine um let me make sure i go to the next thing so i don't miss anything oh i wanted to look up artillery walkers i didn't but for those of you that want to basically they have this walker that looks like the giant one that like rex and all of them are in and rebels but it's a smaller form of that and the the clone is like on top in a seat in a gunner seat and it's like pew pew in while they like lean back in like a recliner. I didn't look it up, but it is oh, really so cool. Like kind of. It's a really cool walker to look at. Anyways. <laughs> um, and another like fun little moment from this one, not necessarily like information. Anakin is asking Ahsoka to come in after she's already been captured. And she's like, come in, answer me, what up, whatever. And then um, he says, where could she be? And I immediately thought of Luke yelling about c-3po that part lives in me because i hate it so much because he says oh where could he be like six times i'm like shut up (laughs) (laughs) there's actually speaking of anakin and uh this is my reference for the episode uh the i don't remember the name of the book off the top of my head Mm -hmm. but it's the thrawn book where padme is in the book gone alliances thrawn and padme or no, not Thrawn and Padme. Thrawn and Anakin teaming up to go find Padme somewhere. Yeah, it's Thrawn Alliances, I like, think. Where did she go off to? This is stupid. It's ridiculous. As Thrawn's, as Thrawn's just sitting there like, okay, mate, you done? Like, chill. Yeah, straight up just watching. It's a very similar situation. Yeah. Um, I feel like Anakin... I mean, not even just, like, with Ahsoka or with Padme, but I feel like he loses track of people so fast. (laughs) All the time. Listen, Luke did not fall far from the tree. Straight up, both whiny. Whiny as heck. Like, and Anakin, like, less so than Luke, but, like, still Mm -hmm. whiny as heck. You know? Or, like, Leia, to an extent. Where she'll just, like, go off and just won't tell people yeah. where she goes. hello. And then they're just like, where the hell did she where go? Where is she? And then Luke's just like, oh, I know where she is. Like, magic. Because ESP. Yes. Um, all right. The... Oh, the character thing that I want to do for Padawan Lost is Dar. Because that's really the only time I hear his name. Um, yes. Dar is a male Trandoshan hunter who is alive during the Clone Wars. He's the son of Garnak, which is going to be our one for the next episode. Um, and Garnak? Yes. Yeah, it's cool. So Dar <laughs> um, is the person that captures Ahsoka. Um, and when he brings him, her back to the ship... Um, his dad, Garnak, is there and he's like, oh, like, this is going to be your first kill and um, good job getting a little Jedi Padawan. So um, it seems like Dar has to go through, like, a uh, rite of passage 
sort of thing to be, to be, I don't know, in the hunting guild or whatever. (laughs) Whatever I'm trying to say. Um, The hunting party. Yes, you knew what I meant. The listeners also probably knew what I meant. Um, Dar's pretty, pretty bland, but pretty cool because he's a Trandoshan. Pretty bland. Pretty bland. Boring guy. Not colorful. His dad is colorful. (laughs) Not colorful. His dad's colorful and has little head things that, like, wiggle (laughs) when he gets, like, senses because... What I'm thinking is they combine, I haven't looked this up, I'm sure this is somewhere on the internet and confirmed or denied, but the sounds that the Trandoshans make are like a combination between like raptors and snakes. And by raptors, I mean velociraptors. And then by velociraptors, I mean raptors like birds of prey because that's where those sounds come from. (laughs) Um, Star Wars become Jurassic Park? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, yes, because they sound exactly the same. The little calls that they do, the clicking sounds that they do, the hissing that they do. Um, and then the way that Garnack's little thingies, like, <laughs> at the top of his head, yeah. mm-hmm. when he, like, senses stuff, know, same thing. I love how I knew exactly what you meant <laughs> as soon as you did that. That was so funny. They straight up do. And anybody that's watched the episode yeah. will know exactly what I mean. Um, so they yes. take all of these little prisoners, I say all, there's, like, three of them, to Island 4. There's, like, three of them. There's, like, three of them. Which is still too many, but... <laughs> Um, but they go to, like, oh, we'll take them to Island 4, which means that they probably have other islands that other prisoners are on, which is a terrifying thought to think about. I hate that. <laughs> um, and then when we next see Garnack and all of the other Trandoshans, we see that he has, like, taxidermied kills all around him. Anywhere from, like, a Gungan to a Wampa and a Rancor. So... That's hardcore. Yeah. Like, first of all, how'd you get a Rancor all the way to an island? Or a Wampa? And excuse me, why did you taxidermy a Gungan? That's what I'm saying. That is almost like taxidermying a human. Exactly. They're straight up or taxidermied other species right there in the little throne room that he had set up. So that was a little creepy and a little dark. Yeah, we love. I don't like it. We love and hate dark Star Wars. Um, when when Brody and I were recording the other night, we were like, "This is how did they get away with this like scary stuff?" When um, well, Riff Tamsin blows up, that's what we were talking about. Oh, okay. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, if hello. If they can get away with <sighs> brain worms, which have we discussed that? We straight up did. I think yeah, Danny was on that episode. It was horrible. So, <laughs> if they can get away with the absolute nightmare fuel mm-hmm. that is brain worms, I think they can get away with like, anything else. Taxidermy Duncan's. But like almost anything. Almost anything. That was like, that's a, a line, horrible. But they haven't they're not gonna cross it, but like there's definitely a line there. They're just standing on that line. They're <laughs> no, they're standing, always like they're playing footy and like almost crossing and yeah. they're not and then almost crossing. Yeah. Straight up. Um, okay, when they get to Island Four, we meet the other three Padawans, which are Khalifa. Omer and Jinx. I thought for a second that Jinx was the blue Twi'lek that we see in Rebels, but he's obviously not. But I did think he was. Um, Only because his accent was very similar, um, which Twi'lek accents are, obviously, but not all of them are usually the same. So I definitely was like, oh, that sounds familiar. And also, so his name, his name sounded familiar. But I fact checked myself and I was wrong. Um... 
they all make it out alive, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so they all make it out alive. Um, and we venture into this uh, conversation for this one of the savior versus survivor mindset because Ahsoka comes in and is like, we got to fight and we got to do this. And they're all like, no, we just need to like live because we've seen a lot of people die on this island, which is like hard. And Ahsoka, the, the one thing I do really like about Clone Wars is it does give our characters time to think, even if it's not for a long time, they make the animation obvious enough where it's like, okay, Ahsoka has like really sat down with this concept and is thinking about it. Even if for us it's a minute of her facial expression changing, we know that like, oh, well, they spent the night. So we know that she probably thought about this all night. Um, so I do really yeah. like that about Clone Wars. They don't just like brush it off and let them go, you know? And also like when, I mean, it's not like they're facing this type of situation every episode or every arc. Right. So when they do, it always tends to, like, not to, like, it wouldn't, like, bite him in the butt, so to speak, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it always kind of would come back in a way and be, like, where they had to reconsider their previous choices or whatever, what yeah. have you, in what they're doing. Right. In order to move forward. And yeah. that's just, like, it's not even just in these episodes where that's faced. Like I said, that's even throughout all of Star Wars, they, I'm not going to call it like a hero's complex, because mm -hmm. it's not, but it's sort of like a situation of like, if I can say, if I, meaning whoever is facing the situation, can right. save you all with my sacrifice, then I'll do it. Yeah. But when they make that decision, and there's like other people with them, <clears throat> usually the other people are like, no. Let's find another way. There's mm -hmm. always another way to do it. Yeah, there's some sort Instead of Instead of just, like, the end-all be-all, <clears throat> straight down the tunnel type approach. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> this one for me, and this goes back to us talking about the quote of humility. Um, Ahsoka mm -hmm. definitely has, like, Anakin's ego at this point. Um, but this yeah. is one of the first times that we actually get to see her have the confidence within that ego um, because it's worth it because not only does she succeed, um, but she like does have the training and the know-how now at this point in her training to help these other Padawans at least fight for their lives. And just like you said, like being willing to sacrifice for a greater cause. And they've been out there so long that they just, they lost that, you know, not their fault. Um, and then the only, the last thing that I want to mention in this episode is the little baby owls. <laughs> the oh, little baby yeah. owls keeping an eye on her. Um, little babies. I feel like that's just like also, a nugget that they wanted to plant. <laughs> it's, it's not, I mean, is it technically foreshadowing? Because like it happens know. after. I don't know. Is it, I think it could be. At I least like. It could be. In my opinion, because like spoilers, like Ahsoka spoilers, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, those owls, I don't remember the name of them off the top either. of my head. Me neither. But I have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they show up like almost every time Ahsoka shows up somewhere, yeah. including like huge spoilers right now. Skip if you need to. Skip if you haven't Especially seen it. Especially in The Mandalorian. 
Yeah. Like when she shows up. Yeah. They're I was everywhere. there. Hey, buddy, what up? What's good? And <laughs> it kind of, it, it's cool because it's not like an Easter egg of sorts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's sort of like a recognizable. It's a part of her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, where it's the type of situation where like, uh, if one goes somewhere, one, like this other will follow. It's yeah. like that type thing. Yeah. And or it's not just like to quote Titanic. If I jump, you or if you jump, I jump, right? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not just like I don't uh, know yeah. why I thought of that. Listen, I haven't seen the Titanic since I was a child, but I knew exactly what you meant when you said it. So I just watched it like last week because oh. I just felt like it. <laughs> I don't like the Titanic. <laughs> Everybody shuts off the podcast. What? I'm not gonna judge. This isn't a Titanic podcast. Yeah, Back fair to enough. What we were saying. Fair enough. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know why. To be fair, like I said, haven't seen it since I was a kid, so that could probably have changed. So that's it for episode 21. Episode 22 is promptly oh, entitled what? We, what? we missed one thing in episode 21. Doesn't one of the Padawans die? I don't know. I don't think so. I think so. Two. The um, other two prisoners that came with Ahsoka did, but they oh, died like immediately. Wait. So, it says that Khalifa passed. What? Yeah. In twenty one. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Well, I missed that. In my notes, I have it as like just before Khalifa dies, Ahsoka promises her to look after the others before being forced to retreat. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. There was a whole firefight at the end that I was not paying attention to. So. (laughs) Right. I, that's okay. That's, that's why I took notes. Yes. But, um, which I don't take notes, like, my notes are all over the place. Oh, mine are too right now. For clarification. Hence why I missed but it. I don't know why I, like, wrote that specifically down, but I did. I'm glad you did. It was a sign from the universe, that's why. <laughs> they knew that I yeah, was not paying like, attention. Uh, oh, well. Oh, well. Like, that's so, that's so sad that, like, one of the Padawans dies, because, like, yeah. Ahsoka has this big responsibility to like protect these kids when she's a kid herself. It's sad and, because like, I wonder about her, their masters. <laughs> yeah. Like that's really interesting. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, like their masters are probably there. Their masters probably have different padawans now, depending on how long right. they've been there. They said they've been there from however many cycles that they haven't kept track. So like, mm-hmm. or their masters might be dead. <laughs> like, are you kidding? And they don't really talk about if they went back to the Jedi Order or not. Well, these kids are traumatized, you know? But they... My huh. kind of way of... Because when I first was thinking about it, I was like, one, how does, like, being assigned a Padawan work? Two, in that case, were these Padawans even assigned masters or are they just referred to as Padawans, like... Yeah, because you are you are until you're assigned a master, I guess. Yeah. You know? Or, so. like, did they, in fact, die and they had to deal with their masters being gone? Like, yeah. I don't know. I was just, I was thinking about that, like, the whole episode because I was like, I don't have context to this. I need context. Yeah. No, 100%. But I don't think we ever find it, which is, like, really annoying. <laughs> no, that's fair. I hate whenever I feel like there's supposed to be an answer somewhere on the internet that I cannot find because I know that somewhere out somewhere out there somebody knows the answer. (laughs) All right. 
Like, so, Star Wars explained. Um, yeah. Molly, do, do you know the answer? Yeah, like, exactly. Me, Shoot him a message. Please help. I know you know. Please help. <laughs> um, so, moving on to episode 22, this closes out season three. Um, this one is very battle-oriented. Both of them are, but this one more so. Um, so, it's mm-hmm. a really good one if you just want to watch some cool fighting um, and lots of pew-pews. Yeah. Um, and this is the, like, real escape attempt as well. So the fortune cookie for this one is a great student is what the teacher hopes to be. Ooh. I know. I'd say this with all of them. But that's really good. That's a good like, one. That's not even, like, that could go for so many things. Yeah. And, like, not even just, like, student-teacher, but just, like, the idea of, like, I guess an older individual and a younger individual or mm-hmm. more experienced versus less experienced mm-hmm. individual, like those types of dynamics are everywhere. Yeah. And it's like they're essential to I almost said like they're essential to life, but they're essential to again, like to discovery and to moving forward. That's yeah. like a huge thing. And especially with like, the relationships that masters and padawans have. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, they're very, like, significant relationships. Even though, I'd say in most cases, masters don't, like, have an attachment, really, to their padawans. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, some, like Anakin and Cough, Cough, um, Obi-Wan, <laughs> Anakin, Cough, Cough, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, oh Cough, God. Cough. The Anakin whole line, Soka, the whole slew of them. Have, like... A deep connection and like they're able to work together as a team whereas like for example master luminara mm-hmm. I think, oh yeah yeah, like, yeah. her and barris yeah nothing it, it kind of no it kind of no reminds chemistry. me i don't remember which season this is or which episode i know what you're talking about it's but that episode either. where ahsoka almost like dies or whatever yeah and on geonosis luminara tells us so like Luminara tells Anakin, well, you need to get over it. Mm-hmm. Rude. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting. No, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know what you mean. It reminds me of that because, like, Luminara, even though, like, Barris kind of ended up off the deep end, so to speak, she still <laughs> yeah. could have learned, like, quite a lot from her Padawan. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, for this one, I immediately think of, and this is jumping ahead, but who cares? Um, I immediately think of at the end of the episode, um, whenever her and Anakin meet back up and just kind of like the feelings between them and the explanation and how proud Anakin is of her and how thankful Ahsoka is for him. It's like all Anakin wants is for her, his student to be great and he knows that if that has happened, that he has also been a pretty good student and they both have so much to learn from each other still and that she wouldn't be where she is without him and vice versa. So it's just like, I definitely, I feel like speaks to their relationship. Um, so, and and in this episode, yeah. Um, and cause people always like, I shouldn't say like fail to realize, but like don't really realize very often that like you don't, ever stop learning things no like as you're growing up as you're experiencing things as you're dealing with problems you're like you learn something new every day is a phrase that's like very popular yeah but 
It's true. And true. Like, yeah. You're always learning. It's not even just like when you're a student or if you're involved in academia. Mm-hmm. It's all the time. And like this episode in particular, or this arc, I should say, is an example of that. It's a really great example because like sometimes the best way to learn things or the best way to kind of gain perspective from experience is to either do something on your own, do something with a group of people or do it as a partnership. Yeah. And it can be challenging situations. It can be easier situations. It doesn't really matter. It's just that sometimes they can be quite significant. And this was definitely one of those moments, like for Ahsoka, but also for Anakin and for the other Padawans. Like they definitely came away with something at the end of the day. Yeah, especially after um, losing Khalifa um, and having to deal with that. And then also having to see... Mm -hmm. Like, Ahsoka being the one in the lead and all of them knowing that, like, they definitely could have done this, but maybe not, you know? Um, Yeah. I think the probably coolest, well, not the coolest thing, but one of the best parts about this one is obviously Chewie. Um, So, a little description. Basically, Ahsoka and the younglings are trying to get away. Chewie shows up. He is starting to, like, Mm -hmm. develop, grab parts from um, an old ship. Or the wrecked ship, not an old ship. Um, and yeah. try to get a distress signal out, which I think does work at some point. Because General Tarful, which we know from movies and whatnot, um, shows up to help rescue. As does um, some clones and Jedi as well, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, right. I like panicked <laughs> for a second. Um, I completely forgot for a second that... Chewie was in this episode because I confused Chewie for like the other uh, Wookiee. Oh, the little Wookiee panel. Um, I was like, I forgot his name. I'm, they, I'm like blanking. I don't know his name either. They do look really similar. I, um, I was thinking that earlier because I was like, when I was watching yeah. it, Chewie looks really young because of the way the animation looks. And yeah, I was like, right. oh, he looks so different. But he he doesn't. He's just in different animation. So I was like, what's going on? I'm so mm. confused. Um, the, now this makes sense. Yeah. Garnack um, does say something which I thought was like a really good description. He called the Padawans organized, bold, and now they have a Wookiee. And I thought that was cool. Because it's also, it like speaks to volumes to the fact that like Wookiees are such a boss species. <laughs> like people are scared it, of them. Like the- this is a Marvel reference, but it's like that whole, I have an army, we have a Hulk type situation. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. is the Hulk of the Star Wars universe. hundred percent. Thousand percent, actually. Like, that's it. End of the episode. Yeah. Um, so for this one, I wanted to talk about Garnak. Garnak is Dar's dad. Um, also the guy yeah. that sits on the throne amongst all that taxidermy. Horrible. Mm-hmm. He's the, according to oh. Wikipedia, the ruthless leader of the group of Trandoshans during the Clone Wars who kidnapped sentient beings from all over the galaxy, including Jedi Padawans, and brought them to the moon Waska, where they hunted them down for sport. Um, Ew. Yeah, horrible. Horrible, disgusting. He's the one with really cool, like, hair-like thingies that detect things. Um, let's get into his little thing. Hunting, uh, yeah. Hunting things for sport is, like, 
so common in Star Wars yeah. that it's scary. It's horrible. Like, why? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't, like, maybe because, like, in the real world, in modern day, this is 2021, we're recording this. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing, really. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> maybe not by good just, people. <laughs> not by good, moderately incomed people. <laughs> um, it It's interesting that it is so common in the show, in, the, in Star Wars, without them addressing it. Like, they obviously address, like, the very large governmental and militarized issues within the real world in Star Wars and for them to to throw something that's pretty deep like this in here and not address it is interesting but also like I don't overlook the fact that like this is two episodes that children are not really gonna understand the 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 trophy hunting part of it they're gonna focus on the Ahsoka part of it and the escaping part of it so like I get I get why they don't address things like that in this, but as an like on my adult brain I think of it more. But also it's because I studied conservation in school, so you know I got a lot of things mm-hmm. on my mind. <laughs> um, I, I studied conservation, but like in the context of like museums, so right, right. I can conserve <laughs> like weapons and uniforms, but not like. <laughs> Not, not uh, animals and stage. information. <laughs> Correct. Animal info. Um, so the only other thing about Garnack I want to mention, it says, I'll just read the whole sentence and then I'll focus on the yeah. fighter that I want to talk about. But it says later, Ahsoka and her companions teamed up with Chewbacca, who had been on the Trandoshan dropship and HCT 2001 Dragon Boat Class Rugat 905 fighter. <laughs> it's... So many words, so many descriptors. Um, basically, if you click on that link in Wikipedia, it'll take you over and it'll show you what it looks like. It basically looks like uh, like TIE fighter at the front, or yeah, at the front, and then a whole cargo ship in the back. It's pretty crazy looking. Um, and that's Is where... Is it like... Huh. I'm trying to look at it. Hold on. Um, it, it kind of looks like a TIE fighter was glued onto the barge. Yes, like a barge Java's is the right barge. word. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what it. It's yeah, just the shape like of the. the just the like shape of the wings at the front really is the only thing that makes it look like a tie fighter, like an echelon, not yeah, like a really like a regular one. Um, I like how I described that as it's glued, glued, to the front of it. glued to it, not welded, just, not made that way, glued properly. <laughs> it's just it's super glued. It's super glued. That's fine. Um, super glued. Yeah, the strongest, probably. Um, so, oh, when we first meet Chewie in this episode, we get to hear the classic Star Wars theme, which we don't hear very often in the show. Um, so that was nice. And then Ahsoka will, uh, Ahsoka battles Dar's dad, Garnek. Um, and then in the end, this is another one. I didn't pay a lot of attention to the details. Um, but the ending is Anakin being big proud of Ahsoka. <laughs> So, yeah. what did I miss, Kevin Grace? <laughs> yeah, big dad moments. Uh, I would say he's not having a dad moment. He's having a big brother big moment. Big bro. Big bro moment. I yeah, they are I like... dad moment at first as like a joke. And then I was like, no, that wouldn't make sense. No, big bro moment. Big brother works better. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's that's all I've got for these two episodes. A great way to close out a season, 100% for Definitely. sure. Um, yeah. We love seeing Ahsoka's growth, um, especially. I'm I'm getting, like, a little nervous because I'm like, oh, my God, we're already in season four and I'm actually having time to record right now. So that means we're going to get closer to season seven, which I know I already recorded, but I'm going to rewatch it. <laughs> I'm going to um, cry. Question. Yeah, what's up? How do you feel about, like, two episode arcs versus, like, three or, like, I think there's a couple of force episodes. Four episode arcs. Um, I definitely like the threes. I like Mm -hmm. the threes. But I'm a, like, you know, like, when people have to, like, turn the volume to a specific number? I'm, like, a three and a five type of girl. Um, or, yeah. or like a two and a five type of girl. So I feel like threes with the arcs are really nice simply because it also gets me through this podcast a little faster. <laughs> and I know that that's more of a logistic way to think about it, but yeah, I like the three episode arcs. Yeah. I think for like watchability, I like the two episode arcs because you just, you yeah. start with one and you end on a cliffhanger, you watch the other one, but then you're not committed to any more. <laughs> this is a bit of a time skip but how long are the arcs in season seven i think three three episode yeah because well I the finale i no. thought the finale arc was four episodes you know what i have my i don't know off the top of my head i I'm... haven't watched season seven since it came out because <laughs> me neither yes because i refuse um or like a little bit at like a little bit after it came out because I was doing a little bit of research for a friend of mine who is making 332nd armor right now. Because mm-hmm. um, I said to him that I would help him paint his helmet. Mm-hmm. So that's like the last time I watched it. Yeah, so I don't remember off the top It's of my head. three four episode arcs. So 12 okay. episodes total. Okay. Three four episode arcs. Yeah, that makes more sense yeah. in my head too. I think four episode arcs fit something like season seven better than it fits like previous seasons yeah like if there was a four episode arc in like season two or season three it would be yeah. really confusing I f- at least in my opinion i feel like if they did it now like if they were if clone wars didn't exist before and they were writing clone wars now they could do 12 episode seasons three mm-hmm. four episode arcs and only focus mm-hmm. on like bigger stories so like yeah. when obi-wan says like that business on Ne- whatever Nemoidia didn't count Cato Nemoidia didn't count whatever, yeah. yeah we could do four episodes of whatever happened on Cato Nemoidia you know what I mean like if they wanted to just yeah. fill in some blanks and like make the story deeper and show us their relationship so then they would like omit like the droid episodes and the like unfortunately like the Jar Jar episodes which I know are really good episodes in the show actually but yeah, um I like which I love what we have. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that if they were to write it now, that would actually probably be a pretty good method of just, like, getting it done. You know what I mean? So. Well, I'm just asking, like, from your screenwriting point of view. Yeah. Um, like, that sort of thing. Like, how you kind of thought about it? Yeah. I haven't. I do. I want to think about it more because for what I'm writing and writing for TV, um, I'm writing, like, a dramedy. So, mm-hmm. and it's. All I have planned out in my head are three seasons. So I don't know. I obviously want to be able to go beyond that. Um, And mine isn't really arcs. 
because it's like a road trip show and then they eventually at the end of the second season they get to a like standpoint and so then it could be like little arcs um but i would have to like experiment with like writing a star wars show a star wars tv show and see how i feel so i can get back to you on that if you need a padme hit me up i you know what i might um i don't know if i could write padme that well she's amazing um yeah yeah you definitely would be my my person um be at the round table if you will all right so we are almost closing in on 45 minutes which is perfect timing that's my goal of for these episodes so if you want to tell the people where they can find you you can find me as the admin and head moderator over at twitch.tv slash wookie dan it's changed from castle weekly now it's wookie dan um as well as our Castle Run Weekly Discord server. And I'm also working on, uh, once I finish my bachelor's degree, I will be going back and doing the Castle Run Weekly book reviews. Oh, nice. Um, hopefully, like, going back and doing, like, the High Republic books and that sort of thing yeah. now that they're starting to come out. Because I'm very excited about those. I'm I love very that. excited. I haven't read any of them yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Um, but... In regard to social medias, you can find me on Twitter at Amidala underscore 716. Nice. Or on Discord, hanging around. What? Or on Discord, hanging around. Oh, I was like, or underscore hanging around. And I was like, what? <laughs> Hold on, hang no. <laughs> You can find... Around, <laughs> around, hanging around. <laughs> you can find me personally at CJerica on Instagram, at CJerica95 on Twitter, or on my personal blog, thekybercrystal.wordpress.com. Crystal does have two L's in it. Um, I haven't been very active on there because your girl is now a freelance writer for Screen Rant. So if you just go to ScreenRant.com and put in the search bar Cheyenne Hoover, you can pull up any articles that I have may have written and have been published. My first one was an Animal Crossing one. So um, yeah. it ranges anywhere, anything in pop culture. So from reality TV. It's a great article. Thank Read you. It. Thank you. It's about the rudest villagers. So you know it's good. Yes. <laughs> um, so, and I got lots of content from friends. So, um, check that out, check that out on Screen Rant. And you can follow the main channel, Kessel Run Weekly, at Kessel Run Weekly on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can join our Facebook group, The Kessel Crew. Um, we will post polls in there every now and then. And then that's where you can find like our new episode posts. So, we'll just post when we have one up. Um, and it's just a really great place to create some Star Wars conversation. So even if we don't make posts, you are always more than welcome to submit some and create Star Star Wars combos with other fans. I think that's it. If you want to leave a review wherever you listen, please leave a five-star review and we might be able to read it on the show, um, on the main channel show, not the Clone Wars commentary one. Unless you have mm -hmm. updates for us, you need to um, leave a review for us over here at Clone Wars and we can read that one as well. I think that's it. Thank you so much, Grace, for being here. Thank you for having me. And it's thanks. Fun as always. Yeah, fun as always. Thank you all for listening, and may the Force be with you. Always. Wow.